everybody, welcome back to Mining Stock Daily, uh, bringing you this market analysis after the closing bell, because there's a lot to unpack in the precious metal sector and its junior resource equity. So we're welcoming in once again, David Erfley, the junior miner junkie. Uh, Dave, I know you know you and I could probably spend a couple hours hashing the events of the last couple weeks and and how not only gold and silver uh, responded to those events, but also some of the junior equities how they responded or even didn't respond. So let's just jump into it. I, I, we won't take two hours. Let's try to keep it as quick <laughs> as possible. But listen, let's let, let's talk about gold. I got questions for you about the technicals. I have questions for you about sentiment because even with this big technical move, I still feel sentiment is very, very negative. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, Thanks again for having me on, Trevor. Always, always nice to be on your show. Um, Yeah, it's, it's funny. Gold's about to, gold's already broken out to all time highs in several major currencies in, you know, the Japanese yen in uh, British pounds, it's getting close in euros. Um, in Canadian dollars, it's broken out to all-time highs. So we're knocking on the door, right, to this $2,000 level, which has been resistance for over a decade. And yet all people could talk about is Bitcoin. <laughs> it's amazing. So, and of course, nobody still uh, gives uh, a rat's butt about about. Uh, Gold stocks, they're still pretty much, you know, trading at levels uh, in relation to the gold price not seen since uh, the last major gold uh, cycle bottom in, in late 2015, early 2016. So it's really uh, interesting how this is all coming down to the end of the quarter here uh, this week, this Friday, um, because um, I've been pretty much on record as saying that, hey, we need to have a $2,000 gold price being a strong floor as opposed to a strong ceiling. And um, this is not going to take place until we get a monthly close above $2,000, I, I, I believe. And that hasn't taken place. You know, we've had daily closes above $2,000. we have even had weekly closes above $2,000. But we've never had a monthly close above $2,000 announce. And um, I vividly recall this happening back um, in 2008 at the thousand level. Gold ran up to a thousand, right? I mean, it was on this huge move. The mining stocks were kicking butt. Everybody was happy in our sector. Um, But I think it closed at a a day above a thousand. And Mm -hmm. then it took about a year to consolidate. 2008 happened. Gold got all the way back down to 600. And then once it finally broke a thousand, it didn't do so until a monthly basis, and that's it didn't create a floor there until it cre- until it closed above two th- above a thousand on a monthly basis. And of course, the driver for that was the Fed, you know, open up the spigots wide and bailing out the banking sector, making the banking sector there, all there was, right. ca- there was a cat. There was a cat. There was a catalyst. <laughs> exactly. So, so there was it- a catalyst. Exactly, and that catalyst is the same thing again here at 2000, which is economic problems and the Fed having to bail, you know, institutions out. But, it, but, at this, but, but this time, while they're doing it, they're raising rates at the same time. Right. I mean, they've raised rates from zero to 5% in a year. That's the fastest 
that this that, that the Fed has ever raised rates. Right. And it's caused all this havoc in the system. Because if you recall, um, the last time gold ran up to 2000, it was on totally different circumstances, right? It was Russia going into in, into uh, Ukraine. And gold and the dollar were going up together as a safe haven, while silver was being trashed because because of, of the rise of the dollar and and risk off uh, risk off in the marketplace. So you know that in in that instance, that set up a capitulation move in in the gold stocks where everybody had to get out of gold stocks. Look, it's 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 ran up to two thousand. It's done so on. For ge- geopolitical reasons, we all know that every time gold has this huge move on geop- geopolitical concerns, it always gets sold off, and it gets sold off strongly. I mean, um, when gold went to eight hundred dollars back in nineteen eighty, it wasn't inflation that did it; it was Russia going into Afghanistan. Gold ran up to four hundred dollars in late nineteen seventy nine, and then it went to eight fifty when Russia went into Afghanistan. And what was that? That was a major 20-year top in the gold price. So what's happening this time is we've got gold, we've got uh, the silver price and the miners leading as gold's going to $2,000 an ounce. That's a positive. Mm -hmm. We have the uh, commitment of traders uh, report. The latest one is very positive as as opposed to the last time gold ran up to 2000 because there's only 107,000 contracts net long. That's 40% less than when gold ran up to 2000 back in, uh, in March of last year at this time. So there's all this, there's all this room for all these speculators to come in. Um, the, 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 the miners are ridiculously undervalued in relation to the gold price. Nobody cares about gold stocks for the past 10 years. They've, they've pretty much, generalists, left this sector in 2013 and, and have yet to return. So we've got this incredible setup and we've got this lull right now happening, right? This kind of like this eye of the storm, right? right? Because, you know, we have this banking crisis. We all know it's not over, right? As much as the Fed tries to tell us it is. And, you know, I got, a, I got an email from my bank. This week saying, you know, everything's fine. Don't take out your money. Um, but, you know, the Wall Street Journal comes out and says, you know, there's a, there's 186 banks that are probably worse off than Silicon Valley Bank. Um, you know, and, and these regulators are coming out and saying, oh, it's all management at, 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 at uh, Silicon Valley Bank's fault. It, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not central bankers fault. It's it's management's management not managing their risk at these banks. It's their fault. So, you know, we all and, and the gold price is sniffing all this out. Right. And um, it, what it's done is on a daily on a daily level, if you t- take a look at the, the daily chart of the gold price, it, it ran up a couple hundred dollars in a couple of weeks. Right. And now it's formed this bullish ascending triangle, symmetrical triangle. Yeah. And as- ascending symmetrical triangles generally break out to the upside. So it's working off an overbought situation with the, inside this symmetrical triangle right into the, 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 uh, the U.S. PCE inflation data report on Friday. Here it is. This is Wednesday. And that report comes out on Friday. So the apex of that triangle will probably go into, into that PCE report. So either I, that's, I think that's going to be the catalyst to break it out above $2,000 on a monthly and quarterly basis on Friday, 
or break it down and we're going to have to wait for another month or two for it to happen. And the, and, and the way the, the way the miners are acting and the way the silver is silver price is acting, it looks like it's going to break to the upside. Well, silver outperformed gold today. I mean, gold uh, was down <clears throat> eight or nine dollars while silver was up, you know, a couple of pennies. But at least, you know, silver was up. And actually, the silver miners, uh, especially the junior silver miners, seem to be outperforming uh, any of the precious metal equities out on the board for the most part. I don't necessarily want to get into the weeds about the junior equities. I want to keep talking about this this chess, this moving chess board for precious metals mm-hmm. because you got to keep your head on a swivel here. There's too many, there's, there's too many moving parts and you can get caught either way. Listen, Dave, I think you and I are both in agreement. We are in a long-term bull trend for gold. We just have to kind of wade ourselves through, you know, short to midterm volatility here. But this is really interesting as we continue to consolidate here around 1975, just under $2,000, as you said, What's interesting is, I don't know if you caught this today, but there was news out that Jerome Powell indicated um, in a Republican in, in a Republican hearing uh, or in a discussion that there would be one additional interest rate increase this year, whereas the dot plot here shows more than that. So the mark... And yet the market but is the saying mark, you're but, but the market, the, mar- <laughs> the market is calling bullshit. You know, and they want to buy their tech stocks. They want their lower interest rates. And I don't believe that's what gold is going for. I don't believe gold is in the same position as the tech stocks and as the as the tech investors. I really think gold is sniffing out volatility in the system itself. That's what yeah, it feels it's, like. It's, yeah, it's sniffing out, you know, yet another Fed policy error. You know, they're basically raising rates while the while the financial system is in danger of, of breaking down considerably. So, you know, they're this this rock and hard place that they've been into is coming to a head here, you know, and, um, you know, people are losing faith in central bank policies. They're losing faith in governments. I mean, you see what's going the, the, the riots that are going on in, in Paris, in Germany, in Israel. Um, you know, it's the, the, the civil unrest is really ratcheting up here and, you know, Deutsche Bank might be the next, you know, bank that a government has to bail out. And that's basically, you know, the, the, the stronghold of the European economy is, is Deutsche, is joint Deutsche Bank and the German economy. So, um, you know, the gold is sniffing all this out and, you know, if I'm a fund manager, right. And I have zero exposure to gold because I'm telling you right now, most funds don't have any exposure to gold. I mean, it's been, you know, gold stocks have been a losing investment for the past, you know, several years. So, you know, uh, they're not anywhere near the gold space. So coming into the quarter end, I'm seeing the gold price outperforming everything, right? Gold's outperforming stocks. Gold's outperforming bonds. Gold's outperforming oil. Gold's outperforming commodities. And more importantly, gold's really outperforming bank stocks. Well, most everything's outperforming bank <laughs> well, stocks. Well, when, they're, when they run 40% in one day. That, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if we take a if – I'm, if I'm looking at that, I'm a fund manager, I got to start rotating into gold stocks. And I think it's already starting to happen because the gold price has gone down from $2,000 an ounce last week. It started on Friday. And yet gold stocks have been going up. And, um, you know, you're going to start to see some some quarter end book squaring here in the next two days, especially on Friday. 
So that PCE report is gonna is gonna be a, is gonna be uh, really interesting of of how much of a catalyst it's going to be to get the gold price either breaking down from that uh, symmetrical consolidation triangle or break it out finally on a monthly and even a quarterly basis above two thousand dollars because that's headlines and that's going to get fund managers you know and smart and and, and and you know and big money traders momentum traders involved in this sector yeah uh i don't know if you caught it last night uh late after the market closed i, I wrote a piece on the Substack, and i would love to get your thoughts here um whether you agree or disagree with me but i'm wondering you know what this next you know catalyst might be in the system that would really cause more you know more fear more panic and, and i'm just kind of curious the position of the global shadow banks and how leveraged they are. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there has been, if it doesn't take long to go online and do a search for, you know, concerns of shadow banks to get a full rundown of news articles for the last six months from fed speak to also just economists being concerned about the next leg, uh, next leg of concern being with the shadow banks and because they're not regulated, you thought SVB was poorly regulated or not. Shadow banks are way less regulated. And you just kind of wonder if maybe that's something, that's the next shoe to drop. I don't know if you've given this any thought or, you know, any insight, you know, even if it's just a simple idea. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, we're all, it's it's all, it's on most people's minds now. And, um, you know, when when uh, Janet Yellen comes out and says, you know, um, $250,000 per, per client is going to be covered in your major banks, but we can't guarantee that in regional banks. Right. I mean, that's huge. Right. I mean, look at all the money that's that 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 is I think it's like ten and a half trillion dollars that is that is not covered by FDIC, right. you know, in, in the U.S. right now. And I think like seven, six or six or seven trillion that it is. And I think they, I mean, I read somewhere, I think it was Martin Armstrong, where uh, he said that they, that they were actually considering not covering all deposits uh, when S, when SVB failed, they were actually considering that. Hmm. So if they, if they would have announced that, if said, oh, we're only going to cover two, you know, 250,000 per client. I mean, that would have collapsed the system right then and there. Right. So, you know, we're all, you know, on, you know, waiting on, on pins and needles on how this is going to turn out. I think it's, it, it's going to be okay for the time being in the short term, but in the long term, it just kicks the can down the road further. You know, uh, you know, last, last week when the Fed raises rates on one hand and then bails out all these banks to the tune of over 300 billion on the other hand, what kind of a statement does that, what kind of a message does that send to people? That doesn't, that doesn't send, you know, a lot of confidence in what, in what's happening to people. And like I said, you know, uh, most of the headlines were people going into Bitcoin and um, the gold price knocking on the $2,000 floor as, as it is getting some, some news press, not very much. Right. So, you know, it's the, it's the, the, the so, and, and like I said, the, the gold stocks still are still massively undervalued and these fund managers still are nowhere near them. And um, like I said, if I'm a fund manager, that, that's what I'm looking at. 
<laughs> going but, into going well, into quarterback. But, but you're very biased. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Of course I'm biased. But you know, I mean you try I'm trying to step outside myself, right? right. right? And I see goal outperforming everything. Right. right. And I know how tiny this sector is, and it doesn't take much for it to take off. You know, um, you know, I've been involved in it now for 20 years and I've 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 accumulated, you know, uh, juniors into the end of seven year gold cycle lows a few times before this. And I learn more and more each time. And it, it always happens with, you know, there's some event. It's some sometimes it doesn't even take an event event. You know, it, an event happens and then the move doesn't happen until a few weeks later. And it's like a light switch goes off right. and I'm, goes on. Like a light switch goes on. And all of a sudden, everybody tries to stampede into this little tiny sector at once. And we have these six-month moves where the, the, where, where the, the GDX and the GDXJ go up threefold. It is. And yeah. It, so It is quite astonishing to me. And I, I, don't, I don't think there's any doubt that if you were, if you were old enough to – have witnessed the great financial crisis of 2007, 2008, all that. And you're watching this now, the fear of continued bank runs lives rent free in your head, no matter yeah. who you are. I mean, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was at the bottom of the world when it took place in March of 2009, when the S and P hit 666, I was in Ushuaia, which is in, in South America, in Argentina, where it's the, it's, it's the, it's the southernmost city in the world. Hmm. And they have this huge port in Ushuaia, right? It's a huge, busy port. And there was all these containers stacked up in the port, not one ship in the harbor. Wow. It was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen. I'm like, if this isn't a bottom, I don't know what is. I was buying, buying like crazy. Went right. back to my room and just started buying. Oh, interesting. Uh, so let's do talk about a couple uh, specific stories, if we can. Uh, I, I know you've been uh, a buyer of a lot of your favorite positions. You've also been a seller of a few of those positions on not such great news. But there's news out today here, and I want to get your thoughts. Uh, Montage Gold actually came out with a finance with financing news at 70 cents a share and the dang thing gets sold down. <laughs> and so if you loved it at 70 cents for the deal, you'll love it at 66 where it closed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Um, you know, I knew this was coming. I had, I had lunch with, with Adam Spencer at PDAC and he told me that, that they were putting together a 10 to $15 million finance at some point this year. So I, I expected it. Um, it's funny. And I, I, I saw it come over the wire this morning um, before the market opened and the market was open for a couple hours and there was 5,500 shares traded mm. on the TSX and montage. It didn't move. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, it, it, it got sold down a bit, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I own the stock. It's in my top 10, you know, I, I recommend it to my subscribers and um yeah i mean this is a company that that has you know a hundred million dollar market cap and they've got four million ounces of gold in, in, in cote d'ivoire where it only takes six to nine months to permit a mine and it's very stable you know there's there's no terrorism there and um nobody cares about the stock i mean it's it, it's it's incredible and, and it's from a management team who basically sold um a company at the top of the market in redback mining for a thousand dollars an ounce in the ground, which was basically turned out to be the one of the bells for 
this being a top in the market because it was, you know, the, the mine was in a, the, the, the project was in a, in a tier two jurisdiction and Kinross paid a thousand dollars an ounce of gold in the ground for it. And this is the same management team. So these guys have done it before. Uh, they're very experienced and they've, they've got a tiger by the tail in, in Cote d'Ivoire. But yeah, I mean, when you see things like that, you're just like, okay, you just sit and wait because you know it's coming. You just don't know when. Right. Right. So let's talk about one we disagree with. And I, one you sold that I, that I actually, uh, the contrarian in me, uh, bought up and that's Nucor. Obviously, uh, Nucor is a partner of the podcast. I'm also obviously a shareholder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I actually saw that news release of the updated resource and the, and, and, and the ounces that they converted. Yeah. It didn't hit the 2 million ounce that everybody was expecting, but you know, I guess in my, in my opinion, Dave, like, I think that's a pretty good resource update, especially with that conversion. And it's still early stage for Enchi. Absolutely, it's a, it's early stage. It was a, it was a decent update, but the market sees it like you drilled ninety thousand meters. You had one point four million ounces, and you couldn't. And that ninety thousand meters couldn't get you to two million. And on top of that, you're going to need to raise money because they've only got two million dollars left in the, in the in the bank right now. So, you know, as a shareholder. You know, I saw that and I went, okay, I got to, I got to sell this because it's going to be dead money. No matter what the sector does over the next six months that I, and I, and I expect the sector to break out, the stock will lag because the market knows it needs money. They need to raise money. And, um, you know, it's, and it's trading at 52 week lows. Mm -hmm. So it's going to cost them a lot of dilution to raise this money. I think they got close to closer to three million dollars. I'd have to go back and, and check with the company, but I do understand your point. I think, listen, who the backing of that company, they'll have no problem raising money or whatever levels. Oh, I, I know they, they won't have any problem raising the money. Yeah. but I'm just saying I'd rather have the money working elsewhere when the market sees what's going on with it. The market knows he's because you know who's left in the sector right now, Trevor. Resource speculators. That's it. We're trading to ourselves. Exactly. We've been trading amongst ourselves for the past 10 years. I'm glad I could so, take the shares off you. <laughs> so resource speculators understand what's going on with this company and they're going to stay away from it until until they raise this money. And uh, unfortunately, I think they're going to have to do it at, at, a, at a pretty low share price. It's going to cost them a lot of dilution. So I'd rather have that money somewhere else. Right, let's talk about anything new. Um, you know, we're starting to, you know, we mentioned the silver juniors actually outperforming the precious metal equities, like astoundingly outperforming. But, you know, where, what's the, like the biggest surprise in this move, other than, you know, the divergence between the metals price and, and the equities. But is there a part of this little niche that really caught you off guard and surprised the hell out of you the last couple of weeks? Of what little niche? I'm not understanding the mine of the mine, the junior mining sector. Oh, what caught me off guard? Yeah. Well, basically, you know, um, how long it's taken, and it still hasn't got here yet for for generalist investor interest to come into the sector. Because I mean, a lot of these companies, they're not. You, you, we're talking about companies like Montage that have millions of ounces in the ground, and they go they go buy. Uh, 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 weeks, some some weeks when they're they're only trading fifty, sixty thousand shares. There's just no interest whatsoever. 
sure, you know, the capex on the the initial capex to build the mine is five hundred million bucks. We're talking about a hundred million market cap company that's going to have to build it. Yeah. I get that, but it's it's not like the the margins aren't really good on a project like that, especially where it's at. So, you know, um, it's just it all. I always feel like this to, toward bottoms. You know, you start to get impatient in your head, but you know, you don't want to act on that impatience because as soon as you get impatient with something that you've that you've painstakingly accumulated, and you watch other things take off, and you're saying to yourself, "Why hasn't my stock taken off?" Well, I'm just I'm just going to sell it and put it into something else that has taken off. That's the biggest mistake you can make. Sound, um, sound advice. Sound because advice. I mean, it happens all the time. Um, you know, you've, you've painstakingly done all your due diligence and you accumulated the stock for a reason. Wait for the market to catch up with your, your intelligence on why you did that. All right, Dave, a uh, great conversation. I knew it was going to be a lengthy one. We actually went longer than I anticipated, or I was trying to keep it as short as possible. Uh, good to connect with you once again. Uh, we're going to see how this week ends. It's, well, I tell you what, it's either going to be really exciting or it's just going to be a, another kick in the pants. Like <laughs> Yet another letdown. <laughs> yeah. so, all right, man. Have yourself a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you again soon. You too, buddy. Always great talking to you. Thanks. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.